Every time a police shooting starts to make its way into the news cycle, citizens and people who are worried about crime have to hold their breath because we could be on the cusp of yet another Black Lives Matter myth that puts all innocent people in the area in danger because, as we well know, it is genuinely legitimate civil rights activism to destroy neighboring businesses, trash your area, burn things down, and celebrate somebody without having all the facts of the case. And it seemed like this is what was going to happen with Andrew Teckel Sundberg, who, according to the myth, was just having a mental health episode when bloodthirsty, racist, evil white racist cops shot him for no apparent reason when they could have resolved the situation without any gunfire being exchanged if they just sent in the social workers, the mental health workers, etc, etc. Now, needless to say, this was, in fact, a myth. There was way more to the story. There was way more danger for third parties in this situation. And when you get the facts in their totality, like many of these cases, you understand why the police acted in the way that they did. And regardless of Andrew Teckel Sundberg's mental health issues or mental state, when you're putting third-party people in danger, you as police officers cannot let that happen. You can't let that go unchallenged. And this, despite being the reality, was of course going to be suppressed and the myth was going to progress. But then something unusual happened. Then something different happened. Then something that we rarely see in any of these cases happened. And that was the woman who was being victimized by Andrew Teckel Sundberg actually emerged at the protest for this guy and confronted the protesters and the family. We're going to get into this video because it's one of the most amazing things I've ever seen in my life covering the news like this. But we got a sponsor, so we're going to throw it over to the sponsor and then talk about it on the other side. A study involving 1,100 people recently demonstrated that collagen supplements are one of the most effective ways to reduce the signs of aging. This study showed that just taking collagen supplements for 90 days can help with wrinkles, can help with joint and ligament issues, your hair growth or the appearance and thickness of your hair, and all sorts of other things. And one of the great things about this study is that it ties in beautifully to my sponsor, Health with Justice. This collagen powder absolutely amazing yet take it you can get 51% off with my link healthwithjustice.com try it for 60 days and if you don't feel like you have de-aged to the point where you're satisfied you just send it back that's right take all the powder over the course of 60 days and if you're not feeling it if you don't like your baby soft skin send it to the collagen people and say no more so as usual, in cases like this, we got the full routine first. We got the one side, and of course, that being the side of the person who was shot, represented by activists, race hustlers, and members of the family. We saw his name being drawn out in front of the building where he was killed, and we saw people getting ready for their press conference to talk about how unjust, unfair, and how police bias really is a problem, and how racism is probably the culprit in this situation. However, when all these activists were there, they were ready ready to roll, they were ready to gin up the hysteria about this case, all of a sudden a woman showed up, and this woman is named Arabella Foss Yarborough, and this didn't happen to just be some random passerby with some opinions. She actually was the person at the center of why the cops were called in the first place, because you see, what the activists weren't telling you was that Tekel Sundberg actually had a gun on him at the time. He was in the hallway of the apartment building that he was in, and he was firing into one of the apartments against a tenant that he had 
previous disagreements and disputes with and even vandalized her car in the past. And of course, she was this tenant. And she also happened to have her two young children inside the apartment. So when she was in there running the sink, it turns out that Tekel Sunberg was firing through her door and appeared to be tracking where she was in the apartment during the course of the encounter. This caused her to fear for her life and thus call the police and thus put her in more danger until the police arrived because this resulted in a six-hour standoff. And when you're a mother and you find yourself in a situation where somebody's trying to kill you in front of your children, where somebody is firing into your apartment, blowing holes in your kitchen and all over your apartment, that produces a lot of fear. And when that fear has to linger for six hours and you don't know if at any moment is this guy who you've had issues with in the past who has a gun is going to break down your door maybe kill you in front of your kids or kill your kids then that can produce anger when you see a bunch of protesters show up and start painting him as this innocent angel throwing out the old photos of him looking so charming and nice isn't he a nice kid let's break out the yearbook photos and when that fails let's trot out the baby photos because then people will say wow could an innocent baby like this ever do anything wrong could an innocent baby like this ever hurt anyone and yet her side and her family are all ignored but she wasn't having it so you can actually see from a news video where they're filming the press conference you have the hustler with the megaphone and all of a sudden, everything turns awry for these activists when you hear screaming out from the side. And by the way, the pipes on this woman are epic. She shuts down this press conference from the road and disturbs the hustler that is up with the megaphone talking about how every life matters. And all these people fall before her as she contests every one of their stupid points. Respect life, demand justice, and we're demanding... And we're demanding the release of the body cam footage. Now, I just want to say before I get into the deep praise of this woman, because I will be praising this woman because what she's doing is incredibly important. And it is such a symbolic victory to confront all these activists and see them turn tail and run with their tail between their legs that the families of the person who is killed actually are here. And I can understand, even if he was doing something bad, how their heartbreak could be impacting the way that they see these events. Also, this guy appeared to have a history of mental issues, and I can also understand how you can kind of not want to deal with that and then still be heartbroken later that the person ultimately ended up dying. Look, they're wrong, obviously. The evidence is all against them, the facts aren't on their side, but there's a reason why we don't let members of the family sit on the jury, because we understand that even if you present facts and evidence and you prove your case beyond a reasonable doubt, that those family attachments grow stronger. So I'm not going to attack members of the family during the course of this video, because they are suffering a recent loss, and judging their behavior like their regular rational actors or generic activists that are just animated by this is an unfair standard that I wouldn't want applied to me or anybody. Anybody who suffered a significant loss, anybody who's loved somebody who is complicated in whether or not they're actually a good person can understand this. So we're going to give the family members a break and focus on the real hero of this situation, which is this woman stepping up to these activists and the nasty, disgusting people that actually decided to talk down on her and try to attack her while she's making her point. Yes, ma'am. 
So one of the things that she brings up is the fact that she's also a woman of color. I know that doesn't matter here, but theoretically, hypothetically, that should matter to these activists. She also brings up that she has black children. Again, doesn't matter here, but it is true that in modern society, the attacks on her would be even more vicious if she were a white woman in the exact same circumstances because people would be accusing her of racism for being shot at by a person in front of her kids and being scared of the person shooting at her in front of her kids because that's where we are in our society. But I do like the fact that she points out that you wouldn't have done this for me. And if I would have got killed, does it take me actually getting killed in this scenario for you to say, hey, maybe he's a bad guy? And I also love the fact that she brings up that he chose this path, even though he had his mental issues, whatever, whatever. Ultimately, he was acting under his own volition. He was firing the shots at her. It was based on a previous grievance with her. And however unfortunate it is for the families that are grieving the loss of the loved one, when you shoot at a woman and hold her hostage, essentially, attempt to murder her in front of her children, this is a likely consequence when you don't surrender after the police arrive. So I know that the man in the blue hat is reportedly the father of Tekel Sundberg. I don't know about the relationship the man in the black shirt with the black hat actually has. However, I did notice at some points he was actually wearing a Floyd 846 shirt. So this guy is clearly on the Black Lives Matter side. Whether or not he's deeply connected to the family, a friend, or whatever affiliation, just an activist. It is wildly inappropriate for him to be storming towards this woman in such an aggressive manner to the point where he needs to be held back by the father of the person who was killed in this situation. That being said, I noticed that the guy on the megaphone is struggling for some kind of way out of this situation. These race hustlers, these activists, are not used to dealing with somebody actually confronting them with actual victimhood, so he's stumbling and bumbling saying that we don't condone any of this. But the thing is, you're celebrating the life and painting a picture of a man who did try to kill this woman, so yes, you are condoning it, you're excusing it, or you're outright denying it, one or all of those things are true in this scenario, and it's all because you have an anti-cop agenda. So he can't really say anything. He has the megaphone, yet he's still being shouted down by this woman because he's caught totally unawares of the circumstances, and none of these people are prepared to actually be confronted by the victims. We're here just to respect life, any life, and we're glad that we're, we're not condoning. We're not condoning anything. But we just want full and police. We want accountability. We want a, but, but, but accountability. Again, stumbling and bumbling, full fear in his heart. You can feel it while this woman is standing strong, even as the mob approaches. Now, you can't really hear the mob heckling this woman from this angle. Thankfully, there is some cell phone video that was released, and I want to switch gears to that video. That's why you're going to see a bit of a quality change, so you can hear the nasty things that they were saying to this woman and you can hear her more clearly and understand some of her anger and some of her pain we spent a lot of time thinking about and 
empathizing with the pain of the people who victimize others in our society, but now we should actually talk about the victims, their suffering, and how they feel when you start to glorify their abuser, their attacker, the criminal that was threatening their lives and the lives of their children. Come on, idols, because you guys are celebrating his life. It was a terror. I'm sure it was a terror. Here's this woman pleading her case. You can hear the audio much more clearly. And by the way, I don't know what the reason behind this is. Maybe it's like a faux empathy kind of thing. Maybe it's actual empathy kind of thing. But the woman repeating back it's not okay to her, it just comes off as really weird and almost mocking, even if that wasn't the intent. I'm willing to grant that person a pass. Maybe she's just trying to find a connection, find some common ground in a tragic scenario. And if that is the case, honestly, then I genuinely appreciate her. It was a terror. I'm sure it was a terror. And you guys know full well what the actual problem in this video is. You guys know full well who I take issue with. And that is the coward who is off camera heckling this woman saying, you're alive, you're alive. Like, it's no big deal that this guy tried to murder her. It's no big deal that he shot up her apartment. Here's some images of that, by the way. While her kids were inside, while she was there, he was tracking her movements and kept on firing in there because she's alive. It's no big deal. Get over it, lady. Why are you freaking out so much? We're going to go back to sell celebrating the man who tried to kill you. So again, you saw the images. I'll put them up on screen. These are the bullet holes in her kitchen. This is where she was. He was tracking her movements, firing shots into her apartment. And this scumbag, this worthless piece of garbage, who again is off camera, is saying, not in you though. You didn't get hit. No big deal. And I think honestly, Kirk Wilcox had the absolute best take related to this. So I'm going to show his tweet and read it out to you because it really exemplifies how far Black Lives Matter has just fallen into their crazy frenzy of anti-cop pro-criminal hysteria protesters have went from quote businesses have insurance they'll be fine to it's just your apartment that has bullet holes at least there's no bullets in you pretty fast honestly seeing these videos really got me mad going and finding the extra local news report and finding some more of her devastating quotes really upset me but kirk wilcox friend of the channel has his own channel i'm gonna recommend you go over and subscribe this joke killed it had me cracking up as soon as i saw it 10 out of 10 a plus really appreciate you for doing that buddy So again, you have this scumbag behind the camera, this person who won't show his face, won't sign his name to the stupid crap that he's saying, talking about how, oh, she's obviously having a moment. So dismissive, so disgusting, so insane. And remember, this is the side that says we need to have empathy. No empathy for the woman who can't get into her home because you guys are blocking it in celebration of the man that tried to kill her in front of her kids. No, no, that's just a moment. And then... Even worse, this guy moves up to block the cameras because the worst thing that could possibly happen is that the story would get ruined. This is what they want to show on the TV. 
God forbid you actually face up to the fact that what you're doing is wrong while you're out here is nonsensical. No, better to just censor the story. Better to just block her because who cares about the victims? We have a pretend victim over here that needs more attention. This guy, totally worthless, totally garbage, the definition of weak. And honestly, if you look at the people in the crowd, you see a pattern in who actually showed up to this event. Then she tells him to go home, get out of here. None of you people actually showed up to check on his mental health. Now you're talking about mental health for him and how he's such this great victim. And then you hear people yelling at her to shut up. Somebody's going to come approach her in a little bit. But I do want to point out that right here, that is clearly and obviously James Lindsay. And this might be the story of why he left the left. I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying that is clearly and obviously James Lindsay not looking at the camera, trying to fool me. But I see you, buddy. You're right there. So then you have this woman coming up to her telling her it's not the time. It's not the time for you to want to get into your apartment that was destroyed by this guy that you have to get your stuff out of because it's now unlivable and it's now a crime scene. You need to get your ass out of here. You heard her start to build up to that. And then this woman, sensing the aggression, responded and backed her up, checked her, got her out of her space because she's already in violation of her space by blocking the entrance to celebrate the man that tried to murder her. It's absolutely ridiculous, and this woman is repugnant in every possible way that she would step up to her and then come at her swearing, trying to say, get your ass out of here, like you don't belong here. Meanwhile, she actually lives here. She was the one victimized by this guy, and you're trying to race hustle off of him. So you can tell right here that this woman was not prepared for what she was walking into. She stepped up into a fight and then realized that you got a professional over here and this amateur nonsense ain't gonna fly because when she tries to get her to get out of here, you know, because she doesn't belong in her own neighborhood, this person who's showing up just because she heard something on the news and feels really upset about it and thinks racism must have played a part in it, actually does own this street. She owns this property. She was not having it. She told her, he tried to kill me in front of my kids. She screamed it at her face over and over again, and you could see right here the hesitation build up in her. You could see her try to back off as people come up to get her out of here because she's looking horrible because she came up in a confrontational way to the actual victim in this story. Before we go any further, let me, let me, let me, I believe you. I understand. I feel for her. So here you have a change of tactic in this scenario. You have some of the activists trying to come up to her, trying to embrace her. And I do like the fact that she's not having it, but she acknowledges the difference in their approach between the woman who came up to her and tried to get in her face and tell her to get her ass out of her own neighborhood. Get her ass out of in front of her own building where this crime happened to her. She 
she's absolutely right in this moment. If she would have shot him back and not the police, this wouldn't have been a national story. There would have been no national media or anything like that. None of these activists would have cared because that would have just been minority violence in an apartment building. The family would have still cared because, you know, the family would have still lost somebody, but it would not have been a big deal. She might have even been arrested in this scenario, and had I heard about it, which would be incredibly unlikely, I might have covered it as a self-defense case, but other than that, we would not have heard anything related to this story had she been the one to pull the trigger in defense of herself but since the cops did it in defense of her all of a sudden there's racism allegations afoot but this video by the way is about to get even better you, you asked on your social media you said if you died would we care would we no you yeah. wouldn't not like this no the fuck you wanted us no you wouldn't you wouldn't even know the story you wouldn't even know the story it's hard to pick my favorite part of this video, and honestly, this is a strong contender, because this video is actually one of the things that makes me so optimistic about the future of criminal justice law in this country, because average, everyday people know, this doesn't look like a political activist, this doesn't look like somebody who's detailed watching the news, watching people like me go through documents in order to read case breakdowns of these incidents, this is somebody who's just acting in the world, who's aware of what's going on, and she knows for a fact if she would have died in this scenario, none of these people would be out here. This wouldn't even been a story. We've seen a bunch of cases, and by the way, the majority of murders in this country are committed by black men, wildly disproportionate to their population, where they don't get national attention. They almost never do. In fact, we've seen stories where a black person is murdered allegedly by a white person. It's a national news story. Yes, I'm talking about Jasmine Barnes again. Then they find out that that white suspect had nothing to do with anything and it was actually black people as the killers in that scenario and the national news story disappears overnight so she's a hundred percent right a hundred percent dead on and again this is just an individual citizen who knows what's up knows what she's talking about and isn't afraid to speak her mind and that gives me hope for the future of this country and that gives me hope even in places like minneapolis because she's stepping up to these people and we all know how policing's been going in that city since george floyd So again, all these people are just Johnny-come-latelys to this tale. This woman has been dealing with this person as his neighbor for three years. She knows that these people weren't checking up on him. She knows that these people who are all out here weren't trying to get him the proper help that he needed. She knows that this guy was a problem in her building well before this scenario. She's had previous disputes. I'll link the full video in the description of this video so you can hear about those previous disputes. And she is calling them out for only caring after he died. She's calling him out for not stepping up during the time when it actually could have helped him and trying to make him a hero after the fact what would have happened if these people said hey look this guy has mental illnesses he has a whole bunch of issues there's been issues with the neighbors we care about him we're the family but he also has a firearm he's also threatening people he's also getting into all these problems we need to do something about him we need to monitor him maybe we need to get him some psychiatric care maybe we need to get him some medication whatever he needed he would likely still be alive today but that's not as exciting that's not as fun and that's not as interesting to organizations like black Black Lives Matter as painting a dead person as an angel.
Not at all. He played loud music every day to cope with his mindset. There's bullet those casings in the hallway. The shot went through my door to the pillar to the kitchen. I was cooking food for my kids. All I can say to that is damn. I know you guys come here for my commentary. I know you guys come here for my opinions, my thoughts, whatever, whatever. But in reality, if anything is ever a mic drop moment, it is that moment right there. None of these people came to check on them. She can't even get her stuff because now all of a sudden they all want to be here. And now her kids have to see you celebrate the man that tried to kill them. Mic drop, get out of town, hop back in the car, take off. What an epic conclusion. And again, you can see even the cameras knew that this was a wrap because they pull away right after this. They're like, you know what? She just locked it up, closed it up. It's over. There's a reason why that activist was trying to block the camera. There's a reason why James Lindsay, before he left the left, was looking down in shame in this moment. And that is because this woman came and she came correct. Now, there's another portion to this story. And this was the GoFundMe situation. I'm using was as a past tense because there's actually some really good updates. You might have seen if you're on Twitter, people like me retweeting the fact that at a certain point, this guy who tried to kill this woman's GoFundMe was at 10x where her GoFundMe was. This is the side-by-side image that was being shared around a lot. However, thankfully... At the time of me recording this video, people have really stepped up and supported the victim. The last time I checked, she had over $20,000, which is pretty damn good for somebody who was at $1,400 before people saw this video. And I know a lot of people don't like GoFundMe. I know a lot of people have issues with the company. One of the things that I have an issue with is that they say, no, nothing for violent criminals, yet the violent criminal has to be able to get money for his funeral, yet Jose Alba in another story that we covered, who acted clearly and obviously in self-defense, had his shut down so i know a lot of people don't want to give money through there but the thing is that's where the fundraiser set up that's where she's asking for money so if you want to support her the links will be in the description and again already this is yet another positive element of the story the response to her pain to her stepping up to these activists has resulted and can be seen in the monetary compensation that generous people who actually care about the victims of crimes have contributed so everybody who did that whether it was from my twitter from not my twitter from anybody who was promoting the case or anything like that good on you this is a woman that should give us hope for the future this is a woman who is taking an unpopular stand especially in today's times and that's even reflected by the fact that there are hecklers in the moment who are hearing her pain and her story and saying well you're not dead so shut up and get your ass out of here no way not on my watch not on our watch we advocate for actual justice here yes i just worked the name of the channel into a sentence that's how you know i'm dead serious so links again for the second time in the description of this video but hey those are just my thoughts so let me know your thoughts down in the comments below if you like this video show them by leaving a like subscribe for more content follow me on all my social medias support me via the support links in the description box of this video if you care about this kind of coverage this has been me talking about a woman stepping up to blm activists till next time